0: All right, we have a new watcher, Merck Dizzle.
1: Hello, Merk Dizzle.
0: <laughs> Merk Dizzle says, seems like you're doing well so far. Yes, the illusion is strong, very strong illusion. <laughs> I'm understanding about 41% of this game so far.
1: Welcome to Which Game First, where we boldly explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we unearth any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? let's find out first up we angle for the crown in king domino next we protect our native people from the tyrannical grasp of civilization in spirit island and lastly we pop lock and most of all block in just for fun i'm your host celeste Angelus. now let's meet the rest of our brave and intrepid game explorers
0: Hello, I'm Evan Bernstein, and I keep my meeple six feet away from
2: all other meeples. I'm Ed Popolitis, and I got my meeples on lockdown, so no one can flick them, Evan. I'm Mike Rainier, and you can fool
3: all of the meeples some of the time, and some of the meeples all of the time, but you cannot fool all of the meeples all of the time.
1: Hey everybody, it's brand new live game night from which game first woo now exclusively during
3: lockdown we'll be streaming our game sessions live
0: Thursday nights at 6:30 p.m eastern us time we will turn on our feed and you will watch and laugh as we fumble our way through games we've never played before <laughs> <laughs> oh yes to watch just
2: tune into our twitch channel at which game First?
1: And that gives you a brand new reason to rate us, review us, leave us a Facebook post, tweet us, Insta, retweet articles, uh, mention us on somebody else's wall. I don't know what's out there for social media. Get
3: dicey as a tattoo.
1: Get dicey as a tattoo.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I like that idea.
1: 630 Thursday night. See you there.
0: Literally see you.
1: Hey everyone. Smirk and Dagger Games has your quarantine game solutions.
0: Their motto is, because games are a lot more fun when you can stab a friend in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and they prove it's fun with the great Take That games, like Cutthroat Caverns, Hex Hex, and Run for Your Life, Candyman.
3: Smirk and Dagger's newest title is The Deadlies, hot off the presses March 11th and currently available on smirkandagger.com, as well as in stores. The Deadlies is the devious
2: little Take That style game for three to five players, based on the... Seven Deadly Sins. Here depicted as cute and edgy little animals. Aww. Ah!
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The Deadlies and all their other great stay-at-home games can be ordered right now at smirkandagger.com. Our first game up this week is King Domino. Designed by Bruno Cathala. Published by Blue Orange Games in 2016. Number of players, 2 to 4, ages 8 and up. Playtime, 15 to 20 minutes. Okay, Mike, tell us what's in the box. This box
3: cover features a modest little castle surrounded by peaceful landscapes. Aww. Yeah, it's cute. But you will also notice that it mentions not once, but twice, that this game won the Spiel des Jahres in 2017. Uh, When we look inside, we'll see four freestanding 3D cardboard castles. 48 rectangular domino tiles with a mix of different plots of land, eight wooden king tokens, that's you, and a lovely illustrated book. Bow down. Bow down before your king.
1: (laughs) And that's...
3: What's in
1: the Box? Before we properly arrange this review in a nice 5 by 5 grid, Evan, tell us how it's played.
0: In King Domino... You are a lord seeking new lands in which to expand your kingdom. You must explore all the lands, including wheat fields, lakes, and mountains, in order to spot the best plots while competing with other lords to acquire them first. The game uses tiles with two sections similar to dominoes. Each turn, players will select a new domino to connect to their existing kingdom, making sure at least one of its sides connects to a matching terrain type already in play. The game ends after a set number of rounds and points are counted based on a number of connecting tiles and valuable crown symbols. The lord with the most points wins.
1: My lord with the most points. My
0: lord, my lady,
2: my liege. Behold my opulent kingdom. <laughs> lord with <Rishwet> crown.
3: <laughs> there was something interesting that I didn't get because we weren't playing the tabletop version. We
0: played it on Board Game Arena. Yes. That's right, because we are in lockdown
3: for the moment. I wasn't sure how the computer was actually valuing the different pieces because we didn't play it in person.
2: Yeah, because all the tiles have numbers on the opposite side. So when you draw four of them out of the bag randomly, you rank them in numerical order. Right. And the more valuable ones, according to the game, have higher numbers and therefore will be lower in the rank order.
3: And that's, that's how you sort your turn out. You know, you, from what tile you picked the last turn, that's your turn order for the next turn
2: which kind of leads to interesting strategies. Like, yeah, if I want to grab the one with all the crown, but that means I'm going to get a a not-so-great choice next turn.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like, after playing once, I realized it might be better to take a less useful seeming domino the turn before because there's not really anything super valuable there, so you can hopefully get something really good next turn and be the first in
2: on it. Yeah, it's a neat choice because you're saying, well, that crown might be good, but I'm going to hold out for something better. So I'm going to take the top one in order to get maybe better option nectar.
0: Yeah, but it's like burden the hand mentality. It's there, grab it now.
1: <laughs> you know that is my number 1 thing.
0: <laughs> you see the mark, you take it.
1: You want me to see 3 steps ahead? What?
0: Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at
1: choices right now. What are you talking about? I might be dead in three turns. <laughs> what good is that going to do me then? Or or even worse,
0: even worse, I don't take the crown. Oh, and Ed's going to take it next. because, And then I'll be
2: slapping my forehead saying, why didn't I do what Ed did?" <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
2: Well, it's kind of easy to get trapped in a loop because it looked like I saw Celeste really making a big ocean. I'm like, where are you going with that ocean, Celeste?
1: (laughs) Apparently the wrong way because my grid (laughs) was completely off kilter. So you have to make a 5 by 5 grid, right? Now, is there bigger ways to play this game or is it always 5 by 5
2: There are variants. For example, you can try to play with all of the tile and try to complete a 7 by 7 grid. Okay,
1: cool. So I would have liked to have upgraded the game we played mid-game so that we could have moved to seven because I completely <laughs> messed up, and I, I don't know how I managed it because I was trying to be careful about a five by five grid, but you know you are flipping things and trying to get them in the right spot. And by the way, in person it would have been a lot easier to control my tiles.
3: Because- <laughs> they were spinning out of control.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, the interface was not very good about flipping tiles around. It kept flipping them the wrong way, and it was tough to make them do what you wanted them to do.
0: A little sensitive, yeah.
1: Yeah, somehow I messed up, and my 5x5 five five grid got off kilter, and I ended up having blank spaces. Oh,
3: of- I hate that. Lack of efficiency makes me so sad. I, I yeah. obsessed over making sure my territory was going to make the f- entire 5x5 five five grid
2: yeah, I didn't make it either, but uh, that was because it was better for me to place it in, in a way that made that impossible. It's like ah, I'm I'm only gonna miss out on two spaces, and this is gonna work out way better.
1: Yeah, so you did it by choice. Yeah. I mean, I just messed up. <laughs> it's funny because I'm usually quite good at that. Uh, in the games that we were playing, like
2: Dizzle. Oh yeah, you were locking that down hardcore.
1: Maybe it's because it was physical. Like I was actually doing it in person. Maybe the online was a little bit trickier in that regard.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, definitely. Well, there. I think there are some challenges with online, like uh, Mikey said, not noticing how the, the tiles are sorted or not being quite to manipulate things. And it's an interesting balance with these apps where, like, I like that it structured the game so that you're can't cheat and you're following the rules and stuff like that you can't intentionally do something wrong yeah evan
0: yeah yeah yeah. except (laughs) if you're me and you click on the wrong tile like just off by a hair and it chooses some other tile to place there and there's no going back on that basically (laughs) just screwed myself cost me like nine points nine points that yeah Yeah. oh man
1: nine points.
3: Uh, nine points that's brutal so when we're talking about celeste having a giant ocean area that means that All the connected tiles are in kind of a chunk that doesn't have anything in between them. And if you don't put any crowns into that territory, you're not going to get any points for it. So you need to find tiles
2: to multiply with crowns. It'll look pretty. Yeah. And if you do get a crown (laughs) next to it, that'll be a big multiplier. Mm -hmm. That's right.
0: But you're gambling that a crown's going to come up with that ocean space Mm -hmm. on it. And and no one else is going to take it either. You (laughs) you could be rude rude to your opponent.
1: A, A large single area is not a bad way to go I don't think the tactile experience is a big part of it and I think in a domino game being able to twist and turn these tiles physically is a really enjoyable part of the game so uh, I missed that
3: and in domino you get to slap your piece down really hard on the table too, make that satisfying noise here it's just a tiny little click (laughs) That nice porcelain on the table.
1: I'm just going to throw this out, not related to King Domino, but the (laughs) most miss out for physical experience is Mahjong, hands down.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because washing the tiles, I mean, it, it, it does help save a lot of the setup, but that setup is part of the experience of playing Mahjong.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, when I first saw that we were playing this game and before I realized what the game actually was, I did think the title was King Domino, <laughs> not King Domino, because it is all one word. King Domino. And I had no idea. I had no idea where to make the break. I had no idea there was dominoes <laughs> involved. So if I'm just reading the word, I I thought it was King Domino.
3: Yeah, the great King Domino. It you know, might a, a be. Yeah. Thing.
1: <laughs> Either way, it's a Google smart name because nothing else came up under King Domino.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> Grab those while you can. And they have a follow-on game called Queen Domino. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and they're designed actually to be able to play independently or together. Oh, wow. Wow.
1: Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury King Domino.
2: Ed? This is a light and casual tile-laying game that is nice for those times you want just a little bite-sized strategy. I'll dig this up at the warm-up game. Evan? It reminded me of that Beren Park
0: game and that Agricola Creatures Big and Small game where you build your, your plots. And I like those, and I like this one too. Dig it up.
3: Mike? My obsession for symmetry had me a little bit tweaked at first, <laughs> uh, but the simplicity and strategic choices that were provided overcame that, so I'll dig it up.
1: It's a nice, colorful overlay on an abstract, and the light but integral theme makes this quick game a winner. Dig it up. Evan, where can you find this game?
0: The game is generally available online and at game stores. Retails for about $19. We played it at Board Game Arena.
1: If you have thoughts about King Domino, let us know. We are at Which Game First on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and Twitch. <laughs> 630 is Thursday night. That's right.
2: And you can watch our playthrough of King Domino on YouTube right now.
1: Our next game up is Spirit Island, designed by R. Eric Roos, published by Greater Than Games in 2017. Number of players 1 to 4, ages 13 and up. Playtime 90 to 120 or 250 or 312 (laughs) or 908 (laughs) minutes. Okay, Mike, what's in the box? The box
3: cover features wooden galleons rapidly sailing to an island, bursting with gigantic heads of some intimidating-looking nature spirits.
1: Oh, yeah. They are intimidating. They
3: are scary.
1: That lady's eyes are smoking.
3: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, All right, so get ready. There's a lot inside this box here. There's eight different spirits, each with four power cards unique to that spirit. Over 50 distinct major and minor power cards, which enhance the power of your spirits. Four modular island boards for a variety of layouts. Over 100 pieces representing the invaders and Dahan, which are the native islanders that are helping you out.
1: My precious Dahan.
3: <laughs> I know they die so easy. <laughs> 15 invader cards, which represent the nasty humans showing up to ruin your island. 15 fear cards showing what happens as you terrify the invaders. And there's additionally three like multi-tiered adversarial kind of game upgrades where you can play against England, Brandenburg, Prussia, or Sweden.
1: Oh wow! They put names on it. They called them out straight up.
2: They said, "This is England," <laughs> and they're jerks. <laughs> yeah, the uh, alternate history type of thing.
3: Yeah, obviously, there's no actual nature spirits flying around in real history. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> what? Yeah, what? I know, right? It's crazy.
0: Burst my bubble.
3: <laughs> um, also, there are four optional scenarios for even more play variety, and that's. What's
1: in the box? Before we enchant the land with our review, Evan, tell us how it's played.
0: All right, kids, gather around. It's going to take a minute. <laughs> are you all comfortable? Good. In Spirit Island, players are spirits of the land, each with their own unique elemental powers, forced to defend their island home from colonizing invaders, spreading blight and destruction as they are wont to do. Now, you must work with your fellow spirits and the Dahan, which are the local islanders, to increase your power and drive those invading colonists from your island. Filthy tyrants. This cooperative area control game. Emphasis on cooperative. Oh, yeah. That's right. Every single turn, players simultaneously choose which of their power cards to play, but they have to pay energy to do so. Using combinations of power cards that match a spirit's elemental affinities can grant free bonus effects. We love those. Bonus. Freebies. Faster powers take effect immediately before the invaders spread and ravage, but other magics are slower, requiring forethought and planning to use effectively. Spirits can gain energy and choose how they will use their power cards and spread their presence on the island. Each turn, they will explore new lands, and then build in those lands, forming settlements and cities and other horrid things. Then they will ravage those lands, bringing blight and attacking any natives present. The islanders fight back against the invaders when attacked. That's right. And lend the spirits some of their aid. Cool. The game escalates as spirits spread their presence to new parts of the island and seek out new and more potent powers while the invaders step up their colonization efforts.
1: It is a beautiful looking game. Could tell that even using tabletop simulator and seeing only the digital version.
2: Tabletop Simulator. Yeah. Was this the first game we played
0: using
1: Tabletop Simulator? Yes.
2: Yeah, so we had the interesting hurdle of learning that interface at the same time.
1: On video.
2: <laughs> new game, new interface, on
0: video. It took three and a half
3: hours. So The board is worth zooming into because it looks really cool. It looks like the different pieces of land, like the little territories, are stitched together with a little bit of like a like string or something to make it look like an old school map. It's really cool.
2: I was fortunate enough to play the physical game before the lockdown. So all the components in tabletop simulator look like the real physical things I got to play with. Oh, nice.
1: The minor and major power cards. I mean, I had a lot of fun uh, looking at them and shopping them. Mm -hmm. The shopping is not as big as in some other games. There's not like a marketplace always sitting out for you to pick cards from, but... It still was a lot of
2: fun. Yeah, I think it's a good thing they don't give you the whole deck to <laughs> oh look at. God. You can draw four cards and pick one. Because if you have the whole deck to look at, you would be like, no, ooh, which one do I want? Ooh.
3: Well, in some of the shopping scenarios, though, you have the card sitting there for a while to look at. So that kind of helps too. Here, you're getting four brand new cards to look at when you d- decide whether you're going to pick a minor or major power.
1: Now, we went through each of our turns kind of one at a time when we're supposed to be doing our turns at least portions of our turn simultaneously. The planning
2: portion, yes.
1: I thought that would have been so confusing if we hadn't slowed it down. So I think the learning curve is pretty steep on how to cooperatively manipulate this game effectively.
2: I think that's part of the charm of the game for me where the first time you're playing the game, you're just trying to learn your spirits. I mean, cooperating with other people would also mean learning what they're doing. Okay, I do this and you do what? What if we put this peanut butter on that chocolate?
1: <gasps> I am. I'm going to blast the ever-living daylights out of everybody and terrorize the entire
3: <laughs> In fact, my character dies when you do it. <laughs> uh, and I'm an ally, so. <laughs> I mean, you better learn quick because it gets pretty grim in the early game if you're not cooperating. Like, it looks like you're not going to win right off the bat.
0: It reminded me of Pandemic, you know, it does. a little bit where it starts up. If you don't do certain things to start off, you know, Blight's going to start popping up everywhere. You'll you'll lose control pretty quickly.
2: <laughs> They're invaders everywhere. Why can't they stop coming? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I played a pretty challenging spirit. In that my wasn't like this direct attack or preventative actions that I could take. I could like kind of just move things here to there and uh, move islanders or kind of slide cities and settlements around and things. So it was a little tough to sort of predict where the optimum place is to start sliding those my ally pieces on the board to go because it's a little tough to predict uh, exactly how everyone else was going to play their stuff. Tough to go for optimization.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I think that's one of the cool things in uh, the game where each of the spirits have very different play styles and they have a thing in the back of the spirit that lists what the play style is and what they're good at and what they're not so good at.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like in World of Warcraft. Like, Evan, you would have been like a area control guy. You know, Celeste mm-hmm. was like a damage dealer. So <laughs> there, if you played games where you work in a group already, you kind of could see the roles and what they would might be good at and what they do.
1: You could, (laughs) you could, but still there are so many moving parts. I mean, the reason the rules took forever to read is because there are so many places that you have to monitor in this game. Mm -hmm. There's so many things just on your own card to manage. And then there's a bunch of phases. Your growth, your presence, your innate powers, which, by the way, I could never seem to trigger. I never had enough... Uh... Element
2: symbols. Yeah, you have to get elements. And that's part of why you want to gather uh, more power and more card play so you can play more elements. But it's tricky.
1: So there's so much there. And then then there's a special rule as well that you can try to trigger. And then you got to go to the map and look at everything there. And you have to take everything that's on your card and coordinate it with everything on the map while coordinating it with everybody else's moves. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. So yeah, it's right.
1: a lot to keep track of.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it, it helped prevent the quarterbacking thing because everybody has enough stuff to deal with on their own. So they're going to ask for help when they need it rather than one person already knowing the best strategy for everybody because he has an omnipotent view and just saying, well, you just do this and do that and the other thing. And no one has the ability to have everything in their head.
1: There was a bit still of arguments based on cooperation because yes, there wasn't any quarterbacking, but there was a limit of resources, which often happens in cooperative games, where people get upset if you share your power with a different player when they could use it as well. So then you're negotiating through the steps and if you can be truly objective then I guess you would avoid an argument but who can do that when they want to get their cool move on <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> yeah actually me and Ed did play a two-player game just to like see if we can buzz through it really fast and it's easier to cooperate with less people there <laughs> oh sure, sure so like you know especially because we were just learning the game and we we both picked uh the next level of complexity because they have kind of characters that are are lower complexity they list them on the card as lower complexity But we wanted to ramp it up and see what the other characters were like. And they
2: get real complicated. (laughs) Mikey's always a fan of going to harder mode.
3: My second character that I picked couldn't actually do damage. He just, instead of doing damage, he did that much fear instead and pushed people away from him. So it's basically like you destroyed the village by making them run
2: away from you and put a village somewhere else.
1: How do you balance between two players and four players? What are the balance differences?
2: The number of boards on uh, the table. So you get one board per player.
1: Ah, okay, okay.
2: So the island's a little smaller when you have a two-player game. And I think it's easier to learn a game with a two-player game versus a four-player
3: game.
1: Makes sense. That makes sense.
3: And when uh, invaders show up, sometimes there's kind of like a card that you have to pay a certain amount of resources for. And it'll kind of give you like three energy
2: per player. You know what I mean? So it still ramps up depending on how many players you have. Right. And that was an event card, which is an expansion thing. Mm-hmm. Ah, Oh, so we've yeah. actually had an expansion in our second playthrough here.
1: I really liked a lot of this game. I just wish it hadn't taken us so long to learn and to play. I know we were going slower. Yeah. So it is a really steep learning curve. And I'm not convinced that <laughs> the play is worth the learning curve. It's, it's mm. close.
3: Mm. I mean, I-, I loved the fact that they had tons of combos that you can come up with and i'm sure with like just the two of us there were still good combos but with four players at once i'd be in combo heaven <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like
2: if you do that and i do that and you do this together in the same turn it's like bam i've been playing this game several times with my friends it's kind of the the hot new thing and we've been trying different spirits ramping up the difficulties with the uh adversaries and trying harder difficulty levels because after you beat the game a couple times you're like oh wow no, this is easy we can ramp up the difficulty in our we were really feeling the pressure, like, whoa, we're about to lose here. We got a blighted island it's blight everywhere. And <laughs> when you pull off that win, it's like, Yes, we <laughs> did it. Pulling victory from the jaws
1: of defeat. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, me and Ed had a cool combo going where I was like all I was chasing people towards the ocean and his character was like a sea creature. And once they got to this ocean tile, he could just swallow them up and drown them. So I was scaring them into the ocean and drown themselves. The ocean's hungry crap.
1: Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Spirit Island. Mike?
3: I love combos, and this game really rewards you with some awesome ones if you look for them. So dig it up.
1: Evan?
0: I haven't played a game this reliant on my other co-players since you boot <laughs> This is very challenging. I think hardcore tabletoppers will enjoy the challenge. Dig it up.
2: Ed? Spirit Island is probably my favorite cooperative game at the moment. It offers an interesting challenge for players to puzzle out together. Dig it up.
1: (sighs) Okay. Despite the length of the game and the complexity of the turns, the flow and theme were engaging when you could get it up to speed, I'm going to dig this one up for yes. the rare night mm-hmm. when you have plenty of time to game and chill. Yes. <laughs> Evan, where can <laughs> you find this game?
0: Well, this game is generally available online and at game stores. It retails for about 80 bucks. However, Ed's going to tell
2: us about a little bit of an expansion for it. The new expansion called Jagged Earth is expected to hit the shelves in a few months. If you have thoughts about
1: Spirit Island, let us know. We are at Which Game First on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, 6.30 Thursday night. Twitch! Twitch, 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 Twitch. Our last game up this week is just for fun. Designed by Jurgen P. Grenau, Published by Cosmos in 2005. Number of players 2 to 4. Ages 9 and up. Playtime, 20 to 30 minutes. All right, Mike, tell us what's in the box.
3: All right, well, looking at the box, it's just two colors of blue with the words just, the number four, and the word fun. (laughs) They cut right to the chase on this one.
1: (laughs) Not four looks. Not four
2: looks is the next one. And if you're really looking, you can see there's another four in the background. (gasps) Oh, there is. It's kind of turned on its
0: back. That turns the
3: whole thing on its head, man.
1: Mind blown.
3: (laughs) This game has layers. We are peeling the onion back, folks. Uh, Inside the box, we find a game board with seemingly randomly placed numbers from 1 to 36 in a grid. 55 cards with values ranging from 1 to 19, the upper numbers being a little more rare. And four sets of 20 stones for each player to mark their board. And that's...
1: What's in the box? Those stones look suspiciously plastic. <laughs> uh,
3: they are. Yeah, I, I generously called them stones, yes.
1: <laughs> Before the Just Fun four of us review this game, <laughs> Evan, tell us how it's played.
0: In Just for Fun, players use cards to place stones on a 6x6 game board trying to claim four squares in a line horizontally, vertically, or diagonally. Each turn, you play any combination of your hand of four cards to place a stone. The value of the cards must equal the value of the location you claim, which are numbered 1 through 36. Multiple stones can be placed on a square, and a square is only safe if a player has two more stones on it than any other player.
1: Lock it down.
0: The first player to have four squares claimed in a line... Or the player with the most points after 20
1: turns (laughs) wins. Ah,
0: I
2: should have read the rules better.
1: I appreciate that they at least put a end game on this. Yeah, mercy
2: rule. (laughs) All right, you haven't figured it out in (laughs) 20 turns. Yeah,
3: (laughs) pull the plug. (laughs) They're basically saying, all right, we will end the game for you. You're incapable of ending this game. (laughs) So I want to just lead off by saying, Ed, once again, beat me in a tiebreaker. Wow, we're jumping
0: right to, right to the conclusion Oh here, man,
3: okay. I, I just, I gotta start at the end. You know, this is like my memento moment here. He <laughs> defeated me in a tiebreaker. I thought I had won the game. I was complaining that it was a horse race.
0: Mike was the first one to place the fourth marker. Four in a row. There's Mike. One, two, three, four. There was no doubt about it. Mike got four in a row first. You were
3: cackling
2: already online. I
3: wasn't cackling. That was more like a gaffaw.
2: We were all celebrating Mike's victory. (laughs) And then I was quietly saying, oh, I got another turn. Let me complete my four in a row and let's see who wins.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, why is the ominous music still playing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Ed's last licks were just a little higher in point values than yours, Mike.
3: Yeah, if I had only been not so lazy and read the rest of the rules t- where it sells you how they decide tiebreakers and how the game ends after 20 turns with the most points, I may have played a little differently.
0: This reminds me of that moment in the Oscars when Warren Beatty, like, awarded the the Best Actor Award, or Best Picture Award, just the wrong winner, and then they took it and gave it to the other. Oh, man. <laughs> Mike is up there
1: giving his speech. (laughs) I'd like to thank the Academy while Ed is quietly waiting behind him. It was was funny because I was
3: like actually saying like, wow, this game's a little imbalanced because the first player has the best crack at winning because they get more turns than everybody else. (laughs) So is there anything here to mitigate the player one (laughs) advantage in this game?
2: I don't see it. I don't see it at the moment. Yeah,
3: nothing.
0: <laughs> hey, I did. I went fourth, and I blocked three lines. <laughs> so,
3: How, that, how's that serving you? I have three in a row right now. I know. Yeah, Nobody ever
0: thought me if you I get have one the one. magic 27 you need? I
2: don't Do know. I?
3: I don't know. Let's find out.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> here I was still playing. It's like, oh, all right, let's see what happens if I play this. Right? Very quietly, uh. too. Ed is like, I
3: think I have another turn. What? What? Defeat. Ripped from the jaws of victory.
1: It was. And we played this game on the not world's most user-friendly interface, but (laughs) still an interface I love, Uh which is yukata.de.
0: Voted best game interface of 1998. The
1: no-nonsense network. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And here's what we found out the hard way, was that if you're involved in multiple games... Uh Oh, no. <laughs> you have to finish your moves in the other games to come back when to this turn. game.
2: So when your turn comes up, it's like, oh, you must play the turn. You must play the turn now. <laughs> yes, it is a German interface.
3: There is a little bit of a way around it if you back out and then go back into your game. But that's just as problematic as going to play another turn on the other game.
1: So we accidentally, or just for fun, <laughs> set up a um can't stop game, thinking oh. <laughs> we could play that later. But we ended up having to play just for fun and can't stop at the same time going back and forth. (laughs)
2: It wasn't bad. I was enjoying going back and forth. It's not like any of those games were so complex that you need to have so much mental thought for each game. I agree, but we're here to do a job and we can't take our mind off the job. Come on. All
3: right. I'll say one thing to defend Yukata here, though. There was a cool feature where you could click on your cards in any combination you want and it showed you where they were on the board. Because the board is yes. all mixed up. The numbers aren't in order.
0: It did mm. it did the addition for you to an extent, so that was nice.
2: Yeah. I intentionally played all my cards and see where that went so that I can get new cards. And I want to like, cycle my hand fast.
1: You guys have already mentioned like three strategies that went way beyond what I bothered to do in this game. <laughs> <case. laughs> I mean, I just picked almost almost at random my cards because I was frustrated that I couldn't go four in a row immediately. I'm like, what do you mean? I clearly have two pieces on the board. I should have the ability to to move to that next spot, but I didn't have the numbers to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I checked out a little bit when I just saw too many options, meaning I could block Mike, but then I end up wasting my turn essentially. And Unlike Can't Stop, which I enjoyed playing at the same time, Whose strategies I absolutely love, which is the single strategy of just keep on rolling.
0: That's right. Press, press, press.
1: Oh,
3: that's all I did. I pressed until I failed or won, and I failed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the German uh, subtitle for this game, which is Curse is die Regel, Lang ist die Spab, which means short is the rules, long is the fun.
2: Yeah, they mentioned the blocking. I noticed that Evan kind of fell on the sword and started trying to block Mikey when he was threatening to win.
3: Giving Ed the win.
0: (laughs) Well, you have to.
2: Yep, thanks,
3: Evan. Kingmaker Evan.
0: Yes, that was obviously king-making for Ed. He paid me $2 in order to thwart your
3: Man, best
1: plan. we've
3: played 900 games, so that could add up after a while.
1: Did he pay you in Yukata bucks, though? <laughs> oh, yeah, Yukata
0: you fun bucks, no actual cash value.
1: <laughs> there is no such thing as Yukata fun bucks, just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury just for fun.
2: Ed? It's a nice simple game with a bit more going for it than say Connect 4. <laughs> but it's not a particularly interesting game for me, so I'm going to bury it. But it may be good for the younger players.
3: Mike, I've played enough Connect 4 to last me a lifetime. <laughs> uh despite the slight difference in choices, it didn't really hold my attention, so bury it.
1: Evan,
0: well I like it a lot more than Connect 4. That's something. <laughs> But I felt it weighed a bit heavy on the random side. So I guess I'll have to bury it.
1: Yeah, I wish the game was more fun, but it just wasn't. Too dull, and I actually like the Ludo game Talk better with its use of cards. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. So I'm going to have to bury it. Evan, where can you find Just for Fun?
0: Just for funs—an older game. It was released primarily in Europe, but there are secondhand copies, probably to be found online for about forty dollars if you're into nostalgia, or save that forty bucks, play it on Yukata for nothing.
1: <laughs> if you have thoughts about Just for Fun, let us know. We are at Which Game First on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Twitch six thirty Thursday nights, Twitch
0: East Coast time, Twitch, Twitch,
1: Twitch, 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 Twitch,
3: Twitch, Twitch.
1: <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our show we look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you've done especially in the chat bar on twitch thursdays at six thirty. and if you'd like more perks and content including our exclusive podcast for patrons only
0: bonus points bonus
1: points bonus go to our website and click on become a supporter today. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating, a review, a shout out, a chit chat, a wall painting, whatever they do. A online. video. <laughs> a TikTok video. It really helps others find the show. And happy gaming explorers.
0: And that was episode 97.
1: What, what counting? Are you ready
0: for 100?
1: Ooh.